This week in PlayStation, we're talking about, is Sony Santa Monica done with God of War? What would you do if you lost your PSN account? And what's the greatest Phase 1 PS5 game of them all? We'll cover all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Greg. That's Janet. That's Blessing. And you can get PSI Love You XOXO over on Patreon.com slash Funny. Of course, there you can get it ad-free and you can get 38 episodes of bonus content a month. Plus, you can watch us record PSI Love You live all on Patreon.com slash Funny. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, and Rumbleverse with the creator code KINDAFUNNY. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads over on YouTube.com slash Games and podcast services around the globe uh thank you to our patreon producers morgan lorraine fargo brady christopher rodriguez the destiny 2 pc clan for kind of funny i messed it but i put it and i fixed it you know what i'm saying over there he did the damn thing give me the pound give me the pound there it is yeah uh tall tree 81 joseph a carlson one up pest control carrie palmer elliot uh brian cheney trevor starkey super daddy kyle undertopian david mintel mind freak eric velasquez uh scotty wyatt alex greedle al tribesman Jason L, <laughs> James Davis, aka at James Davis makes uh, Mick at Dananobiologist Abramson, Ryan T from Tennessee, Derek Gregg, Donald Eccles. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money, Policy Genius, and Shopify. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start with a PSN message from you. Hi, blessing. I see you brought your trophy out. I did, Janet. I don't know if you know. I'm currently the kind of feudy champion from the Games Cast. And the, wow. tro- the trophy, not the games cast from the Patreon show. Sure. From the Patreon show kind of feudy that you can get as one of the 38 bonus episodes. I, I J- blessing made a trophy for it. Finally, I got, I, you know, I, let's not toot my own horn here. I was the greatest kind of feudy champion from the work from home era, but sure. since coming to the studio, I have been throwing just egg after egg and I'm just being mm-hmm. terrible out there, but I won. And then you got the trophy, so now I'm the champion. It's a rotating yes. cup, obviously. It's rotating. Whoever is the is the current champion gets to keep the cup on their desk. But what about the season one champion? Uh, what is he? We're doing? not talking about Snow White Mike right now. That we don't know how that happened. That is not. I, something. I still don't understand what he means by season one champion because I don't. None I don't know if that's do. canon. None of us do. I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> Nobody does. He made the decree, and so that's how it is. But I have it. Right now, I'm going to keep it on this desk until it's taken away from me. You know what I mean? That's how I, it's got to be. Uh, my expectation was that that would be brought out during episodes of Kind of Feudy. Yeah. For, like, whoever's the champion would bring it out. But what a great cross-promote. What a great pro- cross-promote for a great show that you host oh, called yeah. Kind of Feudy on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. It's just the fact that I should have expected this. They're like, oh, yeah, Greg Miller gets a small win. All of a sudden, he's just going to gloat around. Well, it's put one it in front of everybody's face. Bless Janet. You know I have to take him where I can get him. Because let me tell you. Over on kindoffunny.com slash League, not going Greg's way. Greg's not going to walk away with the fantasy draft trophy we came up with, Janet. How yeah. are you doing well, over there? Our team, I was I was talking to Blessing about this earlier today where I was asking him about stuff with the draft because I like ran into some stuff and I'm like, hey, like, what's the deal on this? Like, how's it working? He's the commissioner. Um, and I'm like, yeah, well, we're, you know, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to win because... For some reason, everyone loved Pentiment, which, like, I got to give Bless His Flowers. I barely even knew that game was coming out. 
that was a great poll. And I'm like, now I'm like 15 behind. I'm out here praying the devil in me is like a masterpiece <laughs> work from Supermassive, which I, mean, I don't be. think it will be. But It'll oh be man, I'm, I'm eager ones. to see those reviews. Um, but PS, I love you. I think it's basically a lock, like our team. I will say though, me and Bless absolutely carried you, Greg. What ha- what happened here? I mean, I feel like we'll talk about it at the end. But sure, this is a good check. I've, I've been seeing you circle the drain for some time. Well, if you, Barrett, I sent it to you. There you go. You can see, of course, what we're talking about here. If you're an audio listener or just don't understand, uh, there is this thing called Fantasy Critic that we did where we took the PS, I love you team versus the X Cast team, and we all went through you fantasy draft games. Then you can buy more with like a salary cap thing, and then you get a points signed on that. And so, yeah, if you jump in there and look at it right now, currently Blessing is in first place uh, right now, right? Yeah, hold on. Why did I look, go to a weird view of it? No, I'm still there, right? Oh, yeah, the points actually. Blessing is in first place. Janet is in second. Snowmike Mike's in third. I'm in fourth. Uh, Gary Wood is in fifth. Paris is in sixth. And mm. for me, I did a lot of trying to... I've never been good at Fantasy Critic. Blessing always wins when we do Fantasy Critic. I do. This is me giving you your flowers. Thank you. And let me tell you, I saw people are pissed off for saying that so much these days. Fuck them. I don't care. I love, I love it. It's a great thing. Better than <laughs> saying I'm giving you praise or whatever. Um, for me, Janet, you can look at my list of games and, you know... Gotham Knights. I thought <laughs> I thought WB Montreal was due. I'm sorry, everybody, right? Uh, Advance Wars 1 plus 2 reboot camp. I said that game's got to come out this year, and it's going to be great, right? And then Russia had to go fucking to war against this Ukraine. Other, this dude has Ghostbusters spirits unleashed on here. Now, I, hold on a second. Let's get there. I respect you so Let's much. Let's get there for a second. There's uh, so much to unpack As Dust Falls... Only eight points. I thought that was going to review better. I thought it looked better than that. Metal Hellsinger also only giving me eight points. I thought that was going to review better. Mm. Dark Tide, looking at you, I need a lot of help. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, that was when it was like, it's already slim pickings, and I'm like, I'm going to shoot from my heart with this one. I'm excited for this game. Maybe it'll review well as a, a multiplayer game. 72, not that good. You Suck at Parking, I'm not sure about this. You Suck at Parking, I am not sure. I don't think You Suck at Parking got enough actual reviews. Because it was that thing of on the day it was like we had like an asterisk and then just stay, stayed at 70 the entire time. And then I still have a blank spot because something else dropped out. Now, of course, I don't know what happens because Advance Wars clearly not going to release this year, but I can't drop it because I'm out of free drops and you can only uh, drop games now once they declare, hey, we're not coming out this year. And I think that's where, is that where I'm at? Yeah, I think that's where I'm at with one of my yeah. games, right? Because, yeah, I have Hollow Knight Silk Song on here because I was hoping, I was praying that that would come out and be sure. a, a critical darling. And I'm pretty sure that that game's not coming out in 2022. Uh, and so I'm at that similar place. And, like, thankfully, I have a lot other points from other games You've in here. really well. But I am scared of Janet, right? Like, what if Janet is able to As clutch it at be. the end and come through? I'm always scared of Janet. Now, the thing that me and Janet were talking about earlier today is that there's an Overwatch 2 conundrum. Because for some uh, reason, I so I had Overwatch 2 before, and then as we started approaching it, I got scared and I let it go. And then Janet picked it up. And right now on the on the site, they have Overwatch 2 sitting at a 77 on Open Critic, but for some reason on the actual uh, Fantasy Games site, it's not registering. Uh, I, like I wonder points. if that's uh, it's confused because it's what only the the multiplayer is out and not the full game, right? So yeah. I wonder if they're like it's that weird because you usually you'll see the points pop under critic when the reviews are out, but then you don't get the points until the day of launch day. So I wonder if that's a yeah. weird date. It's getting confused. And like, in the n- back nobody end. nobody can tell me. Even out, even just out on the internet in general, nobody can tell me if this game is in beta or not in beta because that affects my opinion. <laughs> no one knows. And I've gone back and forth like ten times of me being like, "Yeah, the game's in beta, right?" And everybody being like, "No, this is the final release." And me being like, "This is the final release, right?" No, it's in beta. Andy, is this game in beta? No, it's final release. What the fuck I is going on with Overwatch Two? Somebody give me a definitive. I, People are saying it's an early access. Then why are we reviewing yeah. this game? <laughs> 
I don't know. Don't well, I also tried to look at like what's the version, and it's like had a lot of versions already, you know, with all the updates and everything. So I'm like, I, I feel like it's fine if I'm just stuck with it because I kind of messed up. Like I didn't think about that. But are we in season I one? I don't know. It's rough. Can you be in beta in season one? I don't Still a lot of time to play, but it looks like Janet should. I mean, I'm not wrong, right? Janet's going to beat you. Unless Hollow Knight no, comes out. Points. I'm not projected to win, but I could well, technically where, win. Oh, I see. I see. You're right. Projected is what I was looking at. Thinking those are your actual points already. My apologies. My apologies. Yeah, because Janet. I was like, man, if you're only six off, I think you're going to get that from I'm Crisis I'm still projected score. to lose, too. I've been yeah. projected to lose for some time. Well, let's see how good Crisis score is. A little I think it's Janet, what, needs yeah. 11 points right now? To Crisis score could, yeah, Crisis up? score and Dark Pictures. Yeah, Crisis Core. I think Crisis Core will get me Overwatch, a good amount of points. If Overwatch 2 gets counted at the end of the year, maybe. Yeah. Well, know? that's the back and forth that we were having is the fact that Janet doesn't have any free drops anymore. Uh, and so the system won't let her drop Overwatch 2. Yeah. I can override that and just let her let her drop it. But that oh. if I were to do that, then I would get another free pick. Because the fact that like I dropped Overwatch 2, which counted against my free drop as well. And so like there's this weirdness going on in terms of how the system. Uh, uh, you I know, say play it as it lies. I don't think you go in there. I don't think you tweak. I don't think you change. But I, what I can yeah, do. Yeah, like I think I think we can. I'm okay just playing it out. But I think if anything, when the we other do this next year, we can just for me keep to that give you the seven points for Overwatch too, because I think I do have that ability too. No, is to just yeah. go. Don't do that. Greg says not to do it. I, I feel if they don't give it to her by the end of the year, I feel like you you should be able to to give her those points because play it as it lies. All right, we gave it to the machine for. Yes, sir. But we gave it to a machine it, for the reason. But, but, maybe, but maybe, the, maybe conceding to the machines was a mistake, Greg. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Just because you don't like the results of the election doesn't mean you can change them, Janet. Wow. I thought you were better than that. Wow. You know How I mean? dare you lump me in? I play a clean game, okay? Just because you're over here drafting You Suck at Parking, a game that would net you zero points even if the points counted, Damn. doesn't mean that I don't respect <laughs> the sanctity of the game. That's okay. fair. That's accurate. I checked That's over accurate. Critic and it is sitting at a 70, oh. so... Also, Bruce is here. Hey, Bruce. I didn't realize she was in this room, and the door's closed, so I don't think she can leave. Good. She loves it. She just gets to stick, hang out now. Everybody loves a good cat. We saw that with the Game Awards and straight. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is her era. So PSN Welcome. message today. Now everybody, clear your heads. This is gonna be. We already argued about open crack for a while, so we're gonna stay here forever. Mm. I don't think it even applies to blessing that much, but I'll ask, we'll ask all the same. Pizza Bagel writes in like you can to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y to be part of the show for free and says, if you lost your PSN account forever and had to start a brand new one today, would you feel compelled to go back and replay old games to replicate that experience on the new account? Blessing. No, why would I do that? Because <laughs> you, you suck. Janet. Um, only to a degree. Um, actually, this kind of happened to me, but not, not like unknowingly. So... There was a point in my life that, like, I finally signed up for, like, ad? my PSN account. And then <laughs> I went ahead. Yeah, I see it. It's a great <laughs> yeah. ad. What the fuck? I am seeing that. Barrett, I don't what's, know what's in your history? What's your cookies looking like, Barrett? Like, nothing. I don't know. This is, like, generic. First fucking... off, you know 900% that's where Kevin does most of his browsing. Yeah. So let's not immediately throw it at Barrett. But this is stepsister. There's a lot going. There's a lot going on oh, here right now. But she, oh gonna... Jesus Christ! Yeah, Barrett. I was just looking at this showing? guy without the shirt. You know. That's what you got hung up on. I yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. Man. Um. Anyway, so there, yeah, there we go. Um. I had started a new PSN account at one point, like during the early parts of my career, because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have like my work PSN, and then like my non-work PSN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why I had that idea. So I had a bunch of games that were only on my like, uh, I think I made a game Honestus one before they let you do the name change anyway. And then I went back to my current one, which is Janji 94. So I have like this big gap in time of not having like 
my games on there i don't necessarily feel compelled to go back and redo like everything that i missed but i will say uh, i went out and got the jack platinum yeah. like a few times on different accounts like i got it once on my game on kind of burner account now is what it is because i wanted to get all fresh trophies like i'd never played that game on there and when i streamed it i'm like let me get all fresh trophies and then even though i have the platinum theoretically i'm like well i want it on my g94 sure. account my like real account so then i went and did that again See, so for a few favorite trophies i would but i wouldn't try to like run everything back because that's just that's a little bit too much of a pain. Crazy. I think I would do the same thing where I would like look at it and be like, all right, well, clearly I want Infamous and I want Infamous 2 again. I would go get those. And then it's like, it's kind of like, would I, I, I would love to have all the Uncharted's back, but I couldn't do it again. Like mm -hmm. when they dropped the Nathan Drake collection, it was like, you can just do them all. Well, you can do one crushing playthrough on each game and have it. And I was like, I really don't want to play them on crushing again. Like I want to do that, but I would have Infamous, even though I guess it would automatically pop, let's say in this thing. Oh, I guess I'm starting a new PSN. It wouldn't automatically pop. I would do DC Universe Online again. Oh, I would yeah. get nuts and do that because it's not you don't have to play the 900 hours of platinum it you just have to get every character to level 30 and then commit to a few specific things or whatever so I would do that like there'd be those kind of things the ones that are important to me that I would go back for my name is Mayo of course you know what I could see myself going back and no, doing Shadow of Mordor fire Shadow of Mordor really yeah because that was, that was my I want to say that was my first platinum I ever got okay and that was just one where I, I just fell so in love with the systems in, the, in, in that game specifically the, the nemesis system yeah, and the combat uh, I had so much just pure fun in it that I and it was one of, it was like the first instance I guess since trophies because I guess I've had it where like there are PS2 games that I quote unquote have the platinum for right like WWE Smackdown versus Raw 2007 I did every single thing I could in that video game yeah, you did. Um, but yeah Shadow of Mordor on the PS4 was the one where I was like Oh, let's freaking go! Like, let me go. Let me let me do everything I can in this game. Uh, so, what is Hero Wars? This one just says defeat the boss. There's no sexual undertone at all to it. You gotta defeat the Bear, boss to get there. Maybe the other, no, I'm not clicking on it. Maybe the other one is just like you know they're spoofing. Just, yeah, and they're just trying to get uh, they get you to click on the ad. Horny people to to click on it. You know, um, I'm just saying it's also this is an ad on Merc City 64's uh, PSN profile page. There, so we're back there, to there the other is. one. There it is. Um, the choice is yours. Because I, I wanted to see if we could verify if that was actually your Oh, is this the same game? Yeah. yeah. Apparently. Hero Wars is an online game. I'm doing it. <laughs> that is interesting. Um, it's definitely giving the vibes of, like, you know when box art used to be highly misleading? Oh, yeah. It kind of oh, has yeah. that energy. <laughs> but I just I wanted to confirm if that was Blessing's actual first platinum, but I can't. Mm. It's unfortunate. It sucks. It's you wish you could actually do the work, but you can't. Literally, review season. Their website's terrible, too. I can't even... Uh, Hero, Hero A mobile Wars. games website is terrible? What? Uh, I don't know what the fuck this is. This is not, this is no, there's no real Every information. Every day we descend further into madness on the show. The game is called Hero Wars, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, you go to Hero mm. Wars, uh, well, heroes-wars.com, and it's just a video. And then I go to the menu over here, and it's like, do I want to save my progress? What the fuck are you talking about? Hmm. What the hell is this game? Well, I'm going to the Wikipedia. Uh, Hero Wars may refer to... And that's where Hero I was, Quest. too, when I was like, oh, this isn't as easy as I want it to be. Then you click on the other one, it's still just nonsense. Oh, yeah, this isn't it. Yeah, they don't have a good Wikipedia page. Huh. All right, we're not worrying about Hero Wars because it's not even on PlayStation. Bring it to PS PSP. Uh, play we're port, moving on port to topic of the show. To PlayStation. I extended it for Barrett to get the graphic up and running. Ladies and gentlemen. Fantasy Battle. About this game. Unlock skills no. and battle enemies with Hero Wars, the role-playing online fantasy game. Fight enemies, Archdemon and his evil army, and epic PvP arena battles, and collect the powerful heroes in Dominion along the way. The epic AFK battle adventure awaits. Also, in your free time, <laughs> you can find... No, I'm just kidding. It ends there. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Blessing? 
We what were up? talking about what we wanted to do with the show the rest of the year. And, and one of the things you brought up was now that God of War Ragnarok is out, phase one of the PlayStation 5 is done. Now, this is something you, me, and Tim had talked about a while back. But if people don't know, what do we mean by phase one? Uh, you know, of course, we relate it to the MCU, right? Where you have like phase one being Iron Man, Thor, the movies that that got the MCU off the ground, right? In the first few years, right? Phase two, moving to the next few years of movies, right? You're getting out these waves of products to help, you know, cement what that MCU universe looks like. Sure. In the PlayStation universe, we're talking about okay, in the in that initial the, the initial couple PlayStation Five reveal showcases where it was you're getting Spider-Man Miles Morales, you're getting Horizon Forbidden West, you're getting God of War uh, Ragnarok, right? Like there 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 are these waves of, of announcements that helped us define what the first couple of years for PS5 looked like. And I I forget the exact context, but Tim basically characterized that as phase one. And God the of War initial Ragnarok, announcements, yeah. Yeah, the initial seen. announcements. And now that God of War Ragnarok is out, I feel like we are pretty much at the end of that phase one, right? What do Where, we know beyond here? And now exactly. you can, of course, fill in with the Spider-Man 2 or a Wolverine, beyond. but obviously we don't know officially what Sucker Punch is up to, right? We don't know what Naughty Dog's next titled game is we know yeah. it's factions of some degree probably maybe they're working on something else as well and that you go on down the line of the first party studios and do that right so the idea was before we even get to 2023 and really start dreaming and talking about it and maybe god only knows what happened at the game awards but talking about what phase two for the playstation 5 is we should rank all of phase one but what does that mean exactly that means every exclusive that means every exclusive has come to the PlayStation 5. What does it mean, boss? Uh, I wanted to boil it down to PlayStation Studios, right? Since this is a PlayStation podcast, I think it's easy to look at what PlayStation puts out first party wise and rank all those games. Because I think that's an easy thing for us to look at from a bird's eye view in terms of we know what a PlayStation Studios game is. We know that that is what PlayStation considers the cream of the cream of the crop when it comes to why you're showing up to their platform. And so, the you know, we're trying to figure out how to boil this down in terms of what are the games we're ranking here. And the criteria I gave was PlayStation Studios games, but we're going to leave out a few just to, like, keep it clean on time. And then there's also some things that we don't really need to rank, right? So the games I left out were the uh, director's cuts. So, like, Death Stranding, Death Stranding. director's cut, Ghost of Streamer director's cut, we're not going to rank. And then things like MLB The Show, uh, we're not going to rank, right? Or in, in collections as well. So Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, I'm, I'm leaving out here as well. Um, but we're doing pure, aside from that, we're doing pure PlayStation Studios games. So you're not doing Kenna? Not doing Kena. Not doing Ghostwire? No. Okay. Yeah. Those are games that are exclusives, not PlayStation Studios. First part. Just making sure, just we're trying to lay it all out here. Lay it all out here. You understand? And so then the idea is that we each went through with this list of how many games was it? I don't even remember anymore. 11. I 11. believe that leaves us with 11 games. You want me to read through the games? Sure. I believe these are 11. Yeah, these are 11 games. Uh, so the games that we got, that we're ranking each of, is Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls Remake, Destruction All-Stars, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Forbidden West, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Returnal, Sackboy Big Adventure, and The Last of Us Part 1. Okay. Every PlayStation Studios game, aside from the ones that I just left out. <laughs> and so the idea was, ladies and gentlemen, we all went off in our secret ballot rooms. We ranked each of these 10 to 1, 1 being the best, 10 being the least best. And then we gave all of our list to Barrett to make him do math. So he has to go through, and he had to rank them. Oh, you don't have to make me do the math. I love doing math, I'm going to yeah, be honest. Previews always for the kind of funny game of the year games cast you'll get in January. Uh, Barrett, are you ready to begin and tell us what number 10 is? Oh, so uh, Wait, okay, I thought okay. we were going through like, each of us first, and then at the end doing the top rank. Are okay. we doing this ranked? Yeah. 
Like, are we do? Are we, I thought we were doing it just like we do Gamescast, where we gave our Barrett our, our our blind ballads, right? And he did all the math, and now he can tell you officially for PS I Love You what's oh. the tenth game. And then, and and then like game, for each one, game. you guys can talk about like, oh, this yes. was uh, this on my list and stuff like. Gotcha. Um, I, I had it differently, but we can do that do it that way. Goddamn right, we will. Right. I made him do all this fucking math for no reason. <laughs> I did do a lot of math, and it was really fun. All right, are y'all ready for number ten? Yes, but what did There's you do to left? Blessing's yes. head? What did you do to Blessing's Don't head? Don't worry about it. It's, it's normal. Okay. Have it your way. Bear, there is 11, though, right? But we gave him our top 10s. Yeah. You're the only one who voted with 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, we can talk about the 11th spot later. Uh, I assume it's Destruction also. Yeah, I assume it's Destruction also. <laughs> yeah. I was like, which one am I not putting on the top 10? Destruction All-Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, coming in at number 10, you've got... Gran Turismo 7. Sure. Makes, Makes sense. sense. Coming in at four points. So I assume that's the one that all was had at the 10th spot. No. So, yeah, Janet had to have it at nine, right? Because it would be, mm-hmm. yeah, you take the points. Because, of course, if you're, if you're new to this, your 10th game would get one point, obviously. Your first game would get 10 points. Janet, why did you bump it up <laughs> to number nine? Yeah. Um, this one was interesting because it was definitely – the when I approached this ranking, I definitely favored quality generally, but I sure. would say that I leaned a little bit more heavily too on impact and like excitement for the platform, but also for the medium. So I kind of thought of the games that I'd be most excited to recommend that I think kind of add something to the library in a big way. And I think Last of Us Part One, which is what I had it my 10 and then i had gran turismo above that even though last of us is definitely a must play game and anyone who hasn't played it should definitely play the remake of it the announcement of it wasn't that exciting the execution also wasn't that exciting outside of of course the accessibility stuff's awesome just to give more people an opportunity to play a critically acclaimed game and a game that it has such like a big place in playstation history but even though i don't haven't played gran turismo because i'm not a racing person i feel like what that does for the platform is more significant in terms of filling what is um i wouldn't say a genre gap but like a genre that needs a level of representation in terms of sim like realistic sim racing clearly critically acclaimed you know i think back to me and blessings um we did our like best games on the platform the top 50 like play ps5 games or something um i think was the episode and that was one that we debated like do we put it on there or not and blessings like yeah absolutely because this hat this is had such an impact on the platform that it needs to be on there so that's why i put it at nine for me sure i put it at 10 uh I mean, we're talking about, again, games that you would always recommend, and this gets into the whole back-in-the-day IGN, Metal Gear Solid 4, where would we uh, recommend that? But Gran Turismo and racing games, such an acquired taste, such a specific thing. I wouldn't recommend that to just anybody out of the blue, even though Snowbike Mike did like it and played a lot of it and reviewed it for us. Uh, It is a game that I think is very specific to it, and then obviously it did stumble a bit with some of its microtransactions and how it was making you play and what it was doing. But of course, not a Greg game, so it is, you know, on my personal ranking, going to be something low. Not as low as Destruction All-Stars, but you know how it goes. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is, like, I don't think there's a bad game on this list except for maybe Destruction All-Stars, which did make it to the top 10. Uh, But yeah, with that, right? Did not play. (laughs) Gran Turismo 7, I think, is the one that is the hardest to recommend when you're talking about the games to get if you're you're showing up and you're buying a PlayStation 5. It's one that uh, that I know speaks to the fan base of Gran Turismo like uh, Michael Hyam fucking loves Gran Turismo sure. 7 and he has like the racing set up in our does apartment. he still play it I don't know if he still plays it okay. yeah I've not seen him using that racing wheel in our living room and so I don't think he does still play it um but I'm sure is there anything what, Janet this goes for you too is there anything mm-hmm. sadder 
than having a dusty video game peripheral. Oh, my God. Something you were so excited <sighs> about. You did this thing, and then it's under the bed. It's on the side of the TV. It's caked in dust. Laundry's on it. I think the sadder thing is when you try to implement it, and you realize you still don't have enough tools to really do it. That's probably one <laughs> step sadder. Like you, you start to like get it all set up, then you realize the wheel doesn't quite clamp to the desk properly, but you want to make it work. Because that's actually what I ran into with that. Um, this is again not PlayStation related, but that drum that you had sent to me. Like I love that thing, but it's loud as all hell, and I've been fighting to find a way to play it in my apartment without like the neighbors knocking at my door and being like sure. i don't know what you're doing but you need to stop um i think that's the saddest thing yeah my I neighbor's the, knocking on my door hearing that... me bang the shit out of this drum and then telling me to stop that was that was pretty depressing <laughs> i saw you uh i either tweet about it or i think you might have been on a slack about it and once i saw that i was like oh no because i know i had one of those things being delivered to my place as well and as soon as i got it i was like I don't think I can play this, right? Like, I'm going to make too much noise. I'm going to bother Michael. I'm going to bother my my neighbors. And so for a while, it was just, like, sitting on my um, my desk in my room. And, like, I would walk in every single day. And, it, like, the thing look, like the, the thing looks like a Hasbro toy, right? We're talking about the Taiko no Tatsujin uh, drum kit. And it looks just like a Hasbro toy. And I'm like, why do I – I look like I have kids. Like, why do I have this thing just sitting on my desk? I need to, like, store this away. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a bummer because, like, I didn't even get to use that thing, right? It's not like yeah. I just, you I... know, stopped using it after a while. I bought the little, I forgot the name of them. Anyone that drums would know the name of these, but the little like drum muter things, it's like a little sticky pad you can put on there. I, I ordered those on Amazon. I added those and I plan to try to play it again, like on top of my bed so that it can absorb some of the sound because it's so fun and like it just don't hit the same with the Joy-Con. So I don't know. I think the attempt is the sadder part, but yeah, the, the, the drawer of, of garbage is also depressing. Okay. Barrett, what's number nine? At number nine, coming in with eight points, we have the Demon Souls oh, remake. Oh, that's going to piss so many people off. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Will it though? Yes. Yes, 100%. Because it's like one of, you could argue it's the best game on this list. I wouldn't argue that, um, but you could. And people loved this remake. It's also a very well done remake. 100%. Um, even, even I played this game. Did you beat it? Yeah. Nice. Because you did it on stream, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I like cheese the hell out of everything because uh, that's what you do. But so where did yeah, you? Where, like, what number did you give it, Janet? I put this for me. It was at I'm like glancing my number eight slot. Gotcha. Um, me too. Me too. And again, definitely. I think the thing that the bottom of the list so far has is like games we wouldn't recommend to everybody, but if you like them, you're gonna have a really good time for sure. Because Demon Souls is also like that, right? Like it's a great game, but I have to ask you many questions before I actually recommend it. And I feel like that's the theme of the bottom of the list so far. Curious to see what then comes next. Like if it, if it continues to follow that progression of uh, how common of a recommendation it would be. For this official ranking of phase one for PS I Love You PlayStation 5 games, blessing, where did you put it, Demon Souls? Uh, I put mine in, uh, I put it at number nine, right? Okay. And that's when I was like, that's when I thought we were just doing our individual list and I didn't know there was going to be a big, uh, uh, pompous circumstance official list, but that's there for me because I didn't play all the way through Demon's Souls remake. It's one that I still want to play through, but it's one that when we're talking about the PlayStation first party games that you want to come and play, right? Like it was lower on my list in terms of, okay, I know I'm going to play Spider-Man. I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Ratchet. I'm going to play God of War. I'm going to play Horizon. Uh, Demon's Souls was one that came out at the launch. And even within the roster of launch games that were, there were games that came up before it that I wanted to check out. Right. Sure. And, uh, that's not to take away from the quality of it. I think, yeah, if you're talking about quality, 
I probably would inch it up in the uh, in the list somewhat. But on my personal list, it's just one that I don't have the ability to put up higher because all these other games that are above it are games that I completed. Whereas Demon Souls, I think, comes kind of comes back to the Gran Turismo Seven thing of that is such a specific game that is going to speak to a certain audience, and it's an audience that I'm a part of. But even still, within that, I just have I just haven't made the t- the time to actually go uh, go back to it. Sure. Yeah, I put for me Demon Souls. I put it number eight as well. Uh, you can't deny the quality of it, uh, but in terms of yeah, my personal enjoyment of it, and then to, uh, to Janet's point of like you know who do you recommend this game and how would you go there? I would go seven other games I would recommend sight unseen to you as a PlayStation Five powerhouse exclusive uh, for this list. Barrett Courtney, what is number eight? At number eight, coming in with ten points is Sackboy of Big Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Janet, you, of course, are Sackboy's number one fan. Your yes. family is still on their three year journey to complete this game with you. <laughs> yes. Where did you rank Sackboy? I ranked Sackboy seven. So okay. pretty close Not to far off, yeah. where we kind of netted out. Um, I love this game. It's fantastic, but it's like. It is not hitting the the niche issue that we just talked about with Gran Turismo and Demon Souls. So it's like that's why it's one of those. But it's not quite as good as like the other games on this list or is ex- I guess exciting, I guess would be also the word for it. Um, again, I love this uh, title. And I think especially the more you play of it, the more it wows in creativity and charm. Um, that being said, I think it's the kind of game that a lot of people may picked up played a little bit of and we're like, yeah, I kind of get the idea and maybe miss some of those aspects that really make it um i think a special title in a lot of ways uh, which is unfortunate because it, it really is a really great game and i think people pick it up and only spend those couple minutes and they're like okay i kind of i see what you're doing here and i'm kind of good because i've had a lot of this kind of thing um but yeah now blessing in the chat ryan povala higgins controversial not a first party studio game it's a PlayStation Studios game. It's first go. party published. That's the whole point. There you go. I'm just keeping them honest. Oh, yeah, keeping them yeah, honest. Yeah. Come at me, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I put Sackboy at number nine. Uh, and that's my thing with it. Oh, my God. Hey, man. That's right. It's still getting updates. I, this now, is the most who the fuck cares about these customs? Who gives okay? a shit about these costumes, Janet? What are you talking Blessing about? We just got that. the World Cup kits. Are you kidding me? Like, come on, go ahead. This go isn't ahead. that kind What's of game. Say? Nobody cares. Sackboy is um, I, I, it's look, fun. It, it was enjoyable. It's not a My bad game. Begrudgingly care. It's not a bad Blessing game. I just imagination, but it's just like I think a totally forgettable PlayStation Five Phase One game. Where we're not going to be talking about that in so many phases from here. You disagree with me? I mean, not, maybe not with that last part, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think it's one that's going to last in the conversation generations from now. I don't think people are going to go back and go like, oh, man, you remember the PS5 and the all-time title of Sackboy Big Adventure? No. But I do think it's one that is quality, right? It's one that... Not saying it's not quality. When I, when I played it during the, the launch period, right, that, and that, that launch review window where we had a handful of games to play... Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like, I was surprised by how much I got into it. It was that. It was Pathless. It was uh, uh, Astro's Playroom and Miles Morales that I was, like, super, super, super into. Um, and, yeah, like, I do think it brings the stuff in terms of um, being a, just a great, fun 3D platformer that you can play with friends. And even playing it alone, I found so much joy in the level design. I found so much joy in the platforming mechanics. The platformers I love, especially the 3D platformers I love, are the ones that give you really good tools and mechanics for traversal. Like, okay, you see a plat- platform over there. How can you get there in the most, like, creative U way possible? And the fact that, like, I can do the thing where I jump, 
hover, dive, or like, you know, have, have those have enough tools in my moveset to get creative in how I'm gonna get to a platform. Sackboy Big Adventure did that and had that. And in fact, in in fact that's that made uh the speedrunning levels in there a blast to play through as well, right? It's one that, you know, it's one that I've not gone back to as much over the year, uh or years at this point. Years, yeah. God damn. I know. Um, you know, and I think that might be <clears throat> that might be a ding against it because I know they kind of want it to be this live game to some extent because they keep updating it with costumes. But even still, like I, I the time I had with it, I really enjoyed it. And I still put it up there as one of my uh favorite PS5 launch titles. I have it I have it at number seven for my list. Keegan Hill in the chat says Astrobot was miles better and that hurt it a lot, which I also do agree with. In terms mm. of hey, launch here these games that are similar to some extent, and Astrobot is better. And I think there's that for me. What I, when I think of Sackboy's Big Adventure, it's as I look at this list. I guess I shouldn't because I would even fully think Astro's or sorry, Sackboy's Big Adventure to me feels like a launch game. You know what I mean? One of those. Oh, that's an odd choice, but it's fun enough. But it's mm. cool. And, yeah. um, if by feels like a launch game, you mean a hidden gem that we're talking about for years, like Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube, then yeah, Greg, it feels like a launch title. Luigi's Mansion is pretty great. Pretty basic. You know what I mean? My favorite was the IGN. I will say Luigi's Mansion is better than Sackboy. We're gonna jump, well, maybe not the first one because the first one's kind of rough. But yeah. you know, I, I think there is something here. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not I alone would, in I, this. I'm not I crazy. Would, if right now, like we get to Game Awards, so we get to the next PlayStation event, and they're like, "Hey, Sackboy Big Adventure Two is coming out," I would pop for that. I would get excited for that and go, "Oh, let's yes. go! I'm playing that." They just need a better name. You know what? It's the name that hurts it because no one ever quite remembers what the rest of it is. Yes. Everyone forgets the article in the front, the A Big Adventure. Yeah, it's the Horizon problem. Horizon a Big Adventure. <laughs> I would play that, and they have. You can. I think they have the costumes in the game. So there you go, Barrett. What is our number seven game? At number seven, coming in with twelve points, The Last of Us Part One oh, remake. Oh, Tilu hitting at number seven. Blessing. Uh, this is my number five. Okay. So I assume I probably put it the highest out of the three of us here. Uh, you know, I think this is, again, one of those ones where this whole list is filled with fantastic games of and course. Destruction All-Stars. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think Last was being at, uh, Last was Part 1 being at number, you said it was number 7, Barrett? Yeah. Right. Number 7. I don't think that's too bad given where the rest of this list is going to go, right? I think, for me, Last was Part 1 brought so much to the table in terms of uplifting the original vision that was uh, the last of us and adding adding in so much to it in terms of you know higher fidelity accessibility approachability like making it something that's um that can shine on a modern console did it need it no not really there are plenty of other games i would have preferred to get this treatment but we got it and honestly playing through this version of the last of us was the thing that cemented Last of Us as being one of my favorite games ever, right? Like, sure. I went back to my GG app on my list that is Blessing's favorite games ever, and I looked at wherever Last of Us was. I think it was probably somewhere in the late teens, and I was like, I'm taking you, and I'm putting you in the top ten. Like, yeah. you are maybe number eight or somewhere in wow. that line, right? Like, I fucking love The Last of Us so much, and playing it this way I, I thought was such a great time. So, yeah, that's why I had it at number five. Yeah, for me, I put it at number six, and it's no disrespect to Last of Us. Last of Us is obviously a fantastic game, a groundbreaking game. You know what I mean? Uh, and part one, obviously, is the best version of it. But we're back to the review, right? Or it's just like, cool, if you've never played it and you want to play it, go for it. But for me, I feel to an extent disingenuous to be like, it is a top five, a top three, a top two, number one of the PlayStation 5 games, if that makes sense. And I feel like it's a weird argument. It's totally 
Eye of the Beholder. And if you had never played Last of Us and you would play, you're getting a PS5, obviously, I think I would tell you to go play and I'd have it on the list. But in terms of pound for pound, hey, this is the PlayStation 5. We picked it up in 2020. We were all excited for it. This is the end of the first phase. For me, it's such an afterthought, asterisk, whatever you want to say, because it's just it's The Last of Us again. Janet, does that ring true with you? Yeah, that's why I have it at 10. You know, I really dragged Last of Us down from this list. Um, and I love Last of Us. Like, I talk about it all the time that, like, I'm a Last of Us stan. I, I played the Last of Us one really recently, and then I dipped into part one when that came out, the remake. But ultimately, like, I had to, you know, sit back and reflect, like, even in the conversation around remakes, like, I don't think this is really making a list for best remakes, unless you really think about, again, the base quality of the game. It is a masterpiece game. So if you remake a masterpiece, guess what? You made another masterpiece, but it's not adding anything. I would only tell people to get this if they haven't played it, which most people have played it. And that's why I'm like, there's not an excitement there for me uh, the way there are for all these other titles and that's why i put it at the bottom like i feel like this was this could have been something that would get me excited to put it at like a number five if it had the stuff that we you know kind of anticipated or hoped for in terms of revamping the gameplay system Um, it definitely makes the game more accessible but i don't think it makes it or a a more approachable though to your point blessing it's the same game i think if you struggled with the first one you're probably going to struggle with this one maybe some of the accessibility stuff could ease up that's that element but even too like i think back to steve sailor's um accessibility review that he had posted on his tiktok i don't know if there's a long form on youtube but one thing he mentioned was even the accessibility being kind of taking those elements from part two and bringing them into part one that they don't flow as seamlessly because mm. the design mm. itself was not in accept- it was They didn't design with accessibility in mind. So sure. even when they bring over some of those features, it doesn't quite run as smoothly as those ideas did in part two. So for all those reasons, it's, it's at number 10 for me, like I, play it if you haven't played it yet, but I would have said that even with the PS4 version of the last of us. So I, I really feel like this wasn't needed and ultimately was kind of a disappointment in a lot of ways. Okay. What, is, what is up with me looking like George Lopez? <laughs> They're putting big head mode on. He's got. We gave these kids too many. This is too much power. Too many gifts back there. They're, too much from they're using them. They're abusing them, and I don't like it one bit. That was really impressive, though, that when they had it in George Lopez, because it looked real good in that show. But also, this looks just it. like this looks, it looks like really George good Lopez. Here. The camouflage yeah. here really works to your advantage because the, it's also, the camo that's pulling the the yeah. weight. Yeah. I'm I'm mad that I didn't notice even that you had the big head thing because like I God have a really it. big head naturally, so like you just kind of <laughs> looked like me. And even though I know I have a big head, like. I didn't. I didn't really it see it until I saw my, the size it of my on head you. to your size on, on the screen it does, right now. No, like literally, like it's it's a lot. Hats are hard, but anyway. Last yeah, of Kevin us did this to me tatted. for the entirety of screencast the other day, so I felt like I needed to pay. So it you have forward. to pass the yeah, yeah, cancer yeah. on to somebody else. Okay, great. Uh, Barrett, what's number six on our list? Coming in at number six with fifteen points is. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Wow. Mm. Kind of funniest game of the year. Unfortunately. <laughs> because of the similar voting mechanics and how we break it all up. Uh, this isn't too far off from me. I had Ratchet and Clank at seven. So uh, for me, it was Gran Turismo, Sackboy, Demon Souls, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, a great game, a fun game. a I mean, fantastic video game that I loved and platinumed and... Um, well, Jesus, I was going to say months, but year a year out now, right? A year plus yeah. out now. Like, it's a game I rarely think about. And that's fine. Like, I think, you know, so many people would take that as an insult. I don't mean it that way. Uh, but if we're talking about PlayStation 5 experiences that jump off the page that I can't wait, I, I am excited to talk to people about and reminisce about and remember 
Ratchet isn't there. Ratchet was a great game that I really thoroughly enjoyed playing, and when I was done with it, I was done with it. And I think, as you know, you see Rivet here, and we, uh, ah, damn it, Kit, right? Is yeah, that right? Kit. Yeah, Kit. Rivet and Kit were great additions. They were fun, and they would be the things I talk about uh, out of it, not so much anything else from it, other than the fact that it was a joy to play, and it was a fun experience, and it's one of those that I played, but then put down and kind of walked away from. Hmm. Plus? Yeah, I think for, uh, for me, this is the one that I had at uh, number six. Uh, it's one that I think... For me, it does stick out just for how unique it is as a PlayStation first-party title. I know we've had Ratchet & Clank since the PS2, but even still, when you look at the games that are on this list, right, you're, t you're talking about uh, Demon's Souls, you're talking about Last of Part 1, right? You're going to talk about games like Horizon and God of War and stuff, right? And I think Ratchet, in that instance, sticks out as a, wow, we have something that, of course, is a platformer, and we've talked about a little Big Planet, or Sackboy, um, but it's a platformer that has that Insomniac level of quality to it and something that ha uh, that has, like, such a good presentation and such a good cinematic presentation in the way that, you know, I can I can give Ratchet and Clank uh, to any of my nephews and they'd, they'd probably be in love with it, right? Like, I think it hits that spot so well of being this family-friendly game that is bringing a lot of quality to it, that has that insomniac level of fun to it. Uh, and I think with that, right, like, it deserves all the praise in the world. It wasn't one that that also set my world on fire, right? Like, we're going to get, I think this might be the turning point of us getting into, like, the bangers uh, on the PS5. But even still, it's one that, you know, I think is, it, has earned its place. Uh, and it's one that, like, I want to see, I want to see iterated upon more, right? I think sure. my big complaint with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was just the fact that it was more Ratchet and Clank, which is fine. But also, I think, I, I'm excited to see if and when they, they they take the franchise and push it further. Right? Like this morning, I know this PlayStation podcast, but this morning I talked about Pokemon um, uh, Scarlet. And yeah. like, you know, that is a game that is uh, stuck with me a lot. Uh, stuck with me for a game that I just finished playing. But like, it's a game that's hit you uh, <laughs> Man, a lot. Since I rolled credits last night, <laughs> I was like, I've been thinking about this game. But it's a game that I think I'm going to think about and um, reminisce about for a long time because for me, it's a landmark title in the franchise because they're pushing in the open world, because they're doing different things with it. I would love to see what a Ratchet and Clank game would look like if they were, if they took advantage of the open areas that they made and, and Rift Apart and really made them like, no, now go explore, right? Like, now go do different quests because they have, what, each level had like maybe one quest or so maybe two quests that you would that you would do that were uh, side content i want to see that expanded way more i want to see a ratchet and clank game that takes inspiration from like mario odyssey or sonic or something that is more open level explore have fun with the tools that you have i think that could be the next step for ratchet and clank and that's the thing that i think would really push it for me but for what we got ratchet and clank ripped apart i still think it's uh, a very excellent game it's gone through the chat now and i apologize i can't i can't scroll it back from where i am uh, i think i believe it was cameron kennedy and ryan Pavala higgins having the conversation a little bit there that you can make the argument that ratchet and clank ripped apart is the only tr is the first i can't remember if they said first or the only but maybe so far on the list the only next gen experience the, the is the air is the true next gen experience kind of thing because it was a playstation 5 exclusive right in terms of what it was and some of the, the stuff they were pulling off but i think that that's a fascinating argument slash comment to make when you go through this list and we start talking about what you want out of a playstation studios game what you want out of a playstation exclusive and i do think that you know ratchet was a lot of fun to play like i said and that's cool but i think the fact that ratchet is still ratchet for better or worse right uh, has capped it to some extent that it is a fun cartoon or animated movie from Pixar to sit down and go through and be done with and boom, and then go on. And I, I'm going to think about the last of us stories more. I'm going to think about uh, what's going on with Kratos and Atreus for a long time. I'm going to have moments from that. that really tug on my heartstrings and make me think, whereas ratchet didn't even didn't really have that. And I still think presented 
in this, you know, spoilers for it, presents this whole thing about more Lombaxes, but then doesn't even follow up on it in the game. It mm. kind of sets that up to be the next game, which I thought was a weird story move. I digress. It was five for me. Um, yeah. I, I ranked it, I guess, higher than both of you, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is funny because I'm like the Ratchet and Clank hater, um, but it's the hate comes from the love. It's like a villain, a villain uh, origin story for me with Ratchet because I was there from day one. Like I had the physical guide of that game from like the first Ratchet and Clank ever. So because I've been here for so long, I demand a lot more from Ratchet and Clank because like you guys have commented on, the progression isn't there. It doesn't feel like it's really evolving in the way that I think especially a platformer needs to evolve because I feel like platformer has one of the most very core basic uh, mechanics, but also there's so much potential there. I think we've seen so much creativity in the space and I haven't really seen that from Ratchet and Clank yet, uh, Rift and Apart included. That's why I still haven't finished it because I'm like, yeah, I see what this is. It's fine. The reason it's so high still for me is because it nails what it does and it looks gorgeous. I do agree with the the true next gen experience. It is unless you just don't like platformers, it is a must have experience on the PS5 because it's where the PS5 can truly shine and you can see the bells and whistles of what you're getting from this next generation. And especially too like I feel like this sounds like low key a little bit cocky, but like I don't like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart as much because like a lot of y'all like I played a bunch of these games so I'm kind of done with it most people you know playing games casually aren't necessarily playing every single iteration of every single element of the franchise so if you don't have that kind of baggage that I've developed Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart will probably blow your mind and I did see a lot of people that were kind of new to the franchise or newer to the franchise really take to it a lot more even though I think everyone can agree that like what level of quality game it is it's a little more exciting if it feels newer to you than someone who's been kind of i think bogged down by the history of the franchise but that's why i have it so high because i think i I would recommend it really quickly when people first get onto the platform fair enough barrett what is our number five number five coming in at 20 points and fun fact for uh places five through two all of these are within one point of each Ooh. other. So they got real, real close. There was almost a tie, but then I realized that a Blessing sent in 11 and not 10, and so that really messed me up for a second there. So had to do a recount. But coming in at number five with 20 points is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Well, Greg is doing the Greg is doing a lean back thing. Greg, is, uh, Greg has some frustration on his face. Uh, not frustration. Just a fucking bonkers placement for Miles Morales. This is my number like, two. Oh, that's I, not that crazy. Honestly, I was going to ask, like, too high or too low? Because I, I have it at number eight. Well, I know you've hated it what? from day one. You've had it, every, you've had it, you've had it for, my, for Miles Morales since fucking day one. I have it at number three. Like, uh, but. I don't know. I feel like blessing is it, there's definitely elements of memes coming out of this, right? I think we no, all have kind of established some of our opinions, but yeah. why does it rank so low for you? Uh, so again, this comes back to I think every single game on this list is great, except for Destruction All Stars, right? Like <laughs> this, uh, this was for me a, a tough one to kind of parse through to see oh, where. Oh yeah, things, if things I can remember me. this dork. <laughs> yeah, the fucking the fucking villain that fucking sucked. Uh, <sighs> for me, I think for me the disappointing part of Miles Morales comes back to the fact that you know when it comes to what I'm looking for out of video game. Usually I'm looking for something fresh and new, right? Like, I don't really like playing games. I feel like games that I just played, right? That's that's why the sequel problem is such a difficult one for me where, you know, anticipating God of War Ragnarok, I'm like, please bring something new to the table. Yeah. Let, me, let me experience something new. I just played God of War 2018. Same with Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, right? Where I'm like, oh, please bring something new to the table. And thankfully, God of War Ragnarok, I feel like succeeded enough for me to really fall in love with it. Ratchet and Clank didn't succeed enough for me to really, like, you know, push it up further in my list. And Miles Morales is another one that, 
for me, it was more Spider-Man. I enjoyed the story. It being a a, a shorter Spider-Man story, I think, did hinder it, though. Wow. Uh, just in terms of the character development and the, yeah. and the villain development. Like, I, I agree. I felt like there was so much more that you had to explore in that story, and I just didn't think that it uh, got to the finish line. It had all the pieces lined up for it to really punch through. Uh, and so, yeah, the story for me in that instance was uh, a bit disappointing. Gameplay felt like... Just more Spider-Man. And I love Spider-Man uh, 2018, right? Like, Spider-Man 2018, if we're, if we're talking about the best uh, PS4 exclusive games, probably in my top three, right? Like, it is a game that I am in love with. Uh, but with that, I think I was looking for a little bit more out of Spider-Man Miles Morales. And, yeah, I don't, it, le- it left me wanting a lot. Man, I hear you. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on record talking about how much I love this game and how much it hit for me. And, like, you know, the, the, the hike I took with Jen the morning after I beat it and talking to her about it and, like, choking up at certain, like, just describing it because I thought, for me, it is short. I thought that worked really well. I really appreciated it being in and out. I appreciated it being that blockbuster game movie mentality. Of, Let's get in, give you a bunch of stuff and go. Of course, yes, as we just, the, you know, the... Guy played by Troy Baker, but that looks like uh, Topher Grace or whatever. I, the Facebook, whatever that. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that guy, right? I think of the Tinkerer. I think of the relationship Miles had with uh, the Tinkerer and what that was all about. But it, even beyond that, I think more of Miles and his mom, Miles and Genki, Miles and, you know, having his weird suit before he gets his real suit and, you know, having to take care of New York while Pete's gone and the fact that Pete was different and Harlem was its own character and the, the colors and the earmuff girl and, like, or the scarf girl. And, the, you know what I mean? Like, I, that's what I think of it. And, yes, I mm-hmm. don't think of the villain. The villain, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, right, no, they nailed the villains of this thing, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, in terms of an experience that I fucking love and I still think about every so often, like, I really should download the PlayStation 4 version and platinum that again too. Because I like mm-hmm. I liked that game that much. I love that game that much. Like that's why it was so high for me. I, I can't it was such a great, not even appetizer, dessert to Spider-Man PS4, and then to get me ready for more Spider-Man yeah. 2. And I still think a Miles Morales game should be more than that though. Like I still think a Miles Morales game should be able to stand alone and feel like like it's not a expanded DLC or like a, a see. I never felt like it did. Type, I I, I hear title. you and I totally understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I never felt like it was expanded DLC because we got the DLC for Spider-Man. For and sure. Like man, you know what I mean? Like Miles, I, I I appreciated being a short game and like I said at the time, I was like, if they could do this, not that I'm trying to get anybody to crunch or do anything, if they did this every year, right, or whatever it was, I guess two years, right? Yeah, every two years of like rather than make you wait for the big drop, we're going to give you a four to six hour long jump in Spider-Man or Miles or who, both of them are up doing whatever. Like, I'd be down for that. Like, I like that. I, mm. I never felt, uh, with the exception, I guess, that yes, the villain was an afterthought, the main villain there at the end. Like, I never thought, like, this was a less than game. And I know that was the big concern building up to it. But I do understand, I do understand it's shorter and I do understand wanting more from it. Janet, anything to say about Miles? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's my number three. I mean, I think you guys touch on a lot of elements. Um, I agree with Blessing that it is... Um, too short and again to clarify that's not just ours uh i do agree that it didn't really have enough space for aspects of the character development aspects of the um general conflict or multiple conflicts um i think it tried to do a little bit too much in too little space that said i think the the gameplay the traversal and the activities did feel a bit of an upgrade from spider-man 20 was it 18 2018 yeah yeah, I'm like, so many things happened that year. <laughs> Spider-Man 2018. Um, but then it waned in other parts. Like, I didn't like that there weren't as many suits, like, which I, we can argue why that is lore-wise, but just certain things I didn't like as much as 2018. I think 2018 was a lot more affecting, but also, like, the flaws are a little bit more noticeable in 2018 because there was so much going on. Um, 
but ultimately too i think when it comes to the next spider-man game i don't feel like it'll be that difficult to be on par or above miles morales and i think that does speak to a bit of its weakness but that being said it's so high for me at number three because it is one of those still newer fresher playstation experiences um sure it's not as innovative as other sequels we've seen but i don't necessarily think it needs to be in some ways i just want to see them do a better job at executing things and 2018 also had its flaws right we think about the the freaking stealth sequences and some other aspects so i don't think neither get either game has completely knocked it out of the park but i think they're starting to develop what how do we make the best Spider-Man game possible and what could that look like? And they both have their own strengths and weaknesses. Um, but I think every a lot of people jumping into Spider-Man Miles Morales feels good. It's like a like complete feature full game, but it does, it lacks some of the grandiosity of 2018, um, but it's still like in my top three because, you know, it's freaking a new Spider-Man game. Yeah. So and that's, one, and that's, you know, something I still want to stress is the fact that like, I really do enjoy this game. Like, I, I think for me, it's just that, in terms of expectations, I expected sure. the world, right? And for me, Miles there's Morales a Spider didn't. Too, didn't so. uh, yeah, there's a Spider Cadet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, Spider Man, Miles Morales didn't deliver the world for me, right? Which again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not even saying it's fine. I'm saying it's great. It's top eight in my PlayStation games. But don't hate it if you're in my top eight. Yeah, you can't hate it if you're in my top eight. But yeah, no, like I think that's why. What for me when I look at the the PS5 uh, PlayStation Studios games that have come out in the last couple of years, like it's not one that sticks out to me as much. I wish wow. it was, but maybe Spider Man Two will be. I appreciate that. Well, Venom, come on now. Venom. Venom. <laughs> Venom. Uh, if you've fallen asleep while we're talking, let's give you a quick recap. Number 10, when we talk about the best of PlayStation 5's Phase 1, is Gran Turismo 7. Number 9 is <laughs> Demon Souls. Number 8 is Sackboy, a big adventure. Uh, number 7 is Last of Us Part 1. Number 6 is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And number 5 is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Of course, Keegan Hill, uh, Cameron, and Gary have all been watching live on Patreon.com slash KindaFunny, just like you can. Of course, there you can get the show ad-free on demand as a podcast live as we record it and of course you could be in the chat asking questions being part of the show and of course you could be a patreon producer and of course you could get 38 episodes of monthly exclusive bonus content all on patreon.com slash kind of funny but most important for right now you could go there to get the show ad free speaking of ads here's a word from our sponsor Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use, right? Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. That's right, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app that we love using that takes care of that for us and it's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. We love Shopify here at Kind of Funny because we use it to run our very own kindoffunny.com. 
Shopify.com slash store. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll create an online store in your vibe, discover new customers, and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify's got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you will too. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash kfgames. Shout out to Policy Genius for sponsoring this episode. Life insurance is the type of thing you never hope you need, but the reality is mortgage payments, childcare, and other expenses don't disappear when you're gone. And since life insurance typically gets more expensive as we age, now's the time to buy. Policy Genius gives you a smarter way to find and buy the right coverage for you and your family. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. And Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. They're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. There are no added fees and your personal info is private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Barrett, we're back. The top four. What is number four? Coming in at number four with 21 points, only one point ahead of Miles Morales, is Astros Playroom. Wow. Wow. Astros Playroom at number four. I had it at number three. I also had it at number three. I had it at number six. Wow. Janet, why did you hate Astros Playroom so much? Um, just something about, you know, the charm, the, the feel of movement, the <laughs> places references. I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't stand it. Um, no, I, I love this game for it being a, like the funnest tech demo ever. That said, it is still kind of a tech demo. Like it's not as full and fleshed out as a proper full lane title would be like, you know, like, so that's why it's kind of so much lower. Um, I have it only as high as I do because I think it is really special and really unique and it does platforming very well. So I have it above like Sack Boy, a big adventure, but, and it comes with a PlayStation. So I'm like, yeah, you should play it unless you just I don't really hate platformers. But ultimately it's not, if you miss it, I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world because it's not like a full length game from this team. It's not like a full team of Sobe game. And chances are, if you like, you might not have played like their other one either. So it's just kind of like, all right, I don't think it's as, I'm not as urgent about you need to play it for that reason. Like if you miss it, I think you're missing out on something really cool, but for the general player, it's, it sits in the middle of the pack for me. I have a question for you. And this is not at all, you know, one of those, like my opinion matters more because of X, Y, and Z. Did you platinum sure. it or did you just play through it and be done with it? I just played through it and I was done with it. I would like to platinum it. One, but, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, I, it... I mean, it's kind of it. Like, it's just, it's still not that. It's like not really a full length title. See, my thing was, so... I, I understand what you're saying, but it's like for me beating it, and I didn't, I think, I don't think they existed at the time, right? No, I guess, yeah, we had them in, we had the PlayStation 5 in advance, right? Yeah. So it, there was, it wasn't a guide. So me wandering around those levels, searching for the references, trying to find the coin, that added so much time to it that I truly enjoyed. Usually I think being, you know, kind of lost out there looking for the last coin, looking for the last collectible, whatever it was, that wouldn't have been my jam, but I enjoyed controlling Astro so much in that game. I found the world so charming. I loved the song so much. I love the PlayStation references so much, building out all the, PlayStation stuff that, of course, now is part of my PlayStation Stars program, which I'm checking in on left and right to see what collectibles I can get. God damn it. What? Is there a new one out? Is there a new campaign? Have you ch- I'm not open. I have not. I weeks. just fucking like that was just something that got incepted into my brain. <laughs> Remember, PlayStation Stars exists right now. Holy shit. I forgot all about that. Anyways, though, I love that game and I love that world. And I felt like not only was it just a pitch perfect the right amount of challenge it felt great on the sticks it was so much fun to explore the charm the colors the music i thought astro was amazing that's why i put it number three yeah yeah i also had a number three uh for me it's the creativity <clears throat> creativity of the game right like it is a game that once i went into the i forget if you can choose which level you go into first i went into the the, the beach level uh with the cooling springs yeah i went into the cooling springs right and like being met with this open beach area where you can walk around and like find the different collectibles and like you know see all the different astrobots that are dressed up as different playstation characters for me already that was such a magical experience but then yeah like i think the actual level design and actual game design is like s tier platformer uh level design it is incredible the amount of you know creativity and the amount of like just game design intuition that goes into making that game because everything functions the way that you would want it to function uh, in terms of level design, right? It is them using the PlayStation 5 hardware and going, what are the creative ways we can use the DualSense and really convince people on the DualSense? And they did the impossible, which is they convinced people on a first-party piece of hardware, right, that I'm sure PlayStation threw at them was like, hey, make make people like this thing, which half the time that happens, like, it doesn't work, right? I think back to, uh, what, the PlayStation I or whatever the fuck that, that was on the PS2. I think to uh, things like Connect. I think to... I, I think of half the peripherals that we get, or most of the peripherals that come out, and it's like, what the fuck is this shit? I think of the touchpad on the PS4, right? Like, uh, uh, Team Asobi, I think, did such a good job of looking at the DualSense and going, what are the most creative ways we can use this thing yeah. actually succeeding in a way that I, is very difficult, let alone in a way that still leads to a game that feels special and feels like it's hampered by absolutely nothing. Um, and so, yeah, like, Astro's Playroom is such a fun time. Uh, the, the charm, again, is there. The graphics, the presentation, all that stuff, I think, kill it. The soundtrack is fantastic. Um, uh, what was it? SSD? Was that the song? Yeah. That we GPU, all GPU. GPU. Yeah, GPU is my fucking shit. And also SSD. That, that song was great, too. But, yeah, no, like, I think they, they, they had everything. Uh, uh, this game had everything going for it. Uh, Barrett, if you can open assets over there, you'll see nothing has changed with PlayStation Stars. Oh, God, this is yeah, me, what is happening? This is me trying to opt into PlayStation VR headset. Of course. So right now there's the PlayStation I you can get, like the PS3 PlayStation I. That one is also airing right now. To get that, it's to play any game that it, it doesn't need to use the camera. Camera's optional. And then to get the PlayStation VR headset as well, uh, you can play any game. It doesn't need to be, uh, you know, a PlayStation VR game. You just need to do, you need to opt in. And of course that crashes everything. There's also the little uh, astronaut dude from uh, uh, Returnal. I wonder how many people at PlayStation are checking into the PlayStation star. Cause I feel like there's I a mean, PlayStation I've stars team. Thought about this there's a PlayStation thing. stars team that is like, all right, yeah, push the update. And then nobody else at PlayStation like, is even checking. 
Like, think about it. Like, they've had this Returnal figure up. It says three hours left. Like, that's been up a while, and I've never heard of it. No one has heard of any of this shit. You know what I mean? And not that clearly nobody cares, but come on. What the fuck? I digress. <laughs> Barrett, what's number three? <laughs> Coming in at number three, again, just one point above Astro's Playroom is Returnal. Wow, there it is. What time uh, with the PlayStation Stars campaign? It should be number one and a half. As close to number one as possible. <laughs> what did you, where'd you put it? Did you put it at number two? Number I put one? it at number two, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fucking love Returnal. Y'all already know. Returnal's a great game. Fantastic. Uh, I, put I put it at number four, five for me. It's too hard for me. Number four for you, Janet? Yeah, well, it's a, and, and really, I didn't put it four because it just because it's too hard. I put it at four just because of it. It does kind of it's an interesting title because there is a little bit of like a nicheness in terms of who I'd recommend it to. But I put it so high despite never really seeing it through because it had such an impact on the platform and it's so beloved and I think so different in terms of the offerings that. It's when I, you know, run through that mental Rolodex of games to recommend. That's one that at least will immediately come to mind. And then obviously, again, things will vary player to player. But um, yeah, it was so affecting for so many people on both like a gameplay and like a story level that, um, yeah, I had there for. Yeah, I put it at number five. Obviously, Returnal is a game that I really enjoyed playing, but I'm similar to you, Janet. I don't again, not the hard part of it. Returnal to me, even though Housemark was, you know, arcades dead and yada, yada, yada. Like, Returnal is their arcade roots, and I'm just not that much of an arcade player where I really don't love the play, 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 die, start again. And I know I'm bringing stuff, and I can change things, and I can do whatever. But it's just that thing of when I sit down to do something, I want to make progress. I want to move the story. And as we talked about at review time and just on piece, I love you with Returnal, I do think my own Greg XP of getting better at Returnal, understanding that enemy, having a favorite gun, doing all this stuff is the meta you know version the leveling up of that game but it also is like not what i want out of a game experience in terms of like i want to progress the story i want to get to the next room i want to understand what's going on more than i think i did in return when i played it and so like i can put it high on my list but obviously for me the other games i put in front of it are games that i liked more and would recommend more while also still recommending returnal obviously to blessings point we have 10 great games on here and destruction all-stars uh it, you know it's a game you gotta love but I don't know. It's, I, I was like, man, I got to get back to it. I got to get back to it. And it's like, hmm. the dream is over. Like, I'm never clear. I'm clearly never getting back to Returnal. I can't make time for it. I got enough things to play through. I fucking love Returnal. So, yeah, it's my uh, it's my number two. And it's one that I think has stuck with me so hard because it is the kind of exp experimentation that I've been looking for from PlayStation. Uh, you know, like, we talk a lot about how PlayStation First Party has an identity, right? When we talk about PlayStation Studios, we're talking about the third-person action game that is narrative-based, that is big budget, that is linear, open world in the case of Horizon or Ghost Tsushima, right? Like, there's an identity that they've built. And Returnal, even though it's third-person action, I think adds so much to the formula in terms of it, the, the roguelite aspects to, uh, to it, in terms of how it feels to play the game, in terms of the really cool design, in terms of the nonlinear narrative and the, the way in which they build in the narrative to um, uh, this roguelite format. Like, it is such a creative uh, game that uh, is it has its roots in that Housemark arcade style that, like, has the polish there as well, right? Like, it's not just different and creative and experimentative, uh, experimentative uh, but it's also 
just very solid in terms of how it feels to play that game, how the systems in that game work, how the guns feel to shoot, how the active re reload feels. You know, you talked uh, earlier about uh, Ratchet and Clank and how that felt like a true next-gen title. Remember, Returnal came out before Ratchet and Clank and was PS5 exclusive, right? And for me, did bring a lot to that as well in terms of the PS5 nature of it, whether that be the functionality functionality of the DualSense or whether that be uh, just how immersive those, uh, those levels are and those worlds are and how quickly you move through them and the loading that is not required. Uh, as you move through those uh, expansive levels, right? Like, I very much enjoyed this game, and yeah, I hope to see more like this from both Housemark and just from PlayStation in general, yeah. right? Like, I want to see this kind of game out of PlayStation uh, Studios going forward. Barrett, number two. Number two, Destruction All Stars. <laughs> Let's go. We did it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, just kidding. That only got one point from, uh, or not even a point uh, from Blessing. I got a tip of the hat. I got a tip of the hat from Blessing at AAA Junior. And coming in at number two, just one point ahead of Returnal is Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. Thank you, Greg. Uh, this was you and me right here. I, I mean, I put Horizon Forbidden West at number four. Yeah, I also put it at number four. So that's that's just, it, number two. This is me. Thank you, also. me. <laughs> I, awesome. I love Horizon as well. Don't take that. You know, don't take that a different way. It's just like, obviously, this year alone for games, but in terms of the pantheon of PlayStation. Anyways, I'm sorry, Janet. Go ahead. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. You have the platinum trophy. Tell me all about it. I do. I have the platinum on uh, both of the games. Um, yeah, yeah, this is a fantastic game. Great year for robot animals. Um, <laughs> genuinely, this. I, while it doesn't reinvent the wheel in terms of being a sequel in the ways that we've seen other titles do, it definitely improves a lot of the quality of life aspects, and I think it ups the ante of the drama. Um, I was genuinely really intrigued and taken by the story of this game. I think there's a lot of fantastic side quests in terms of you know seeing additional recurring characters that you've seen before, or even just getting to know new ones and um, checking out, I think, what the world looks like in this different world, the kind of othering of iconic landscapes that we've seen before in a way that felt like creative and, and awe-inspiring, uh, while also having just really wonderful combat. Um, I think it totally has that established great combat of the first game. And also, I think one thing I really like about this as a slightly more iterative sequel than maybe other people wanted is the fact that they did a good job sort of creating freshness within defined systems. So there was an element of familiarity to the game with things like overing the tonics, but they kind of made that a little bit different with stuff like having different ways that you get to do that override or encountering tall necks in a circumstance that you might not have expected. Um, the climbing is still very mountain goaty to bear its points, but uh, I enjoyed that climbing and I think they added different ways to kind of get around and kind of opened up those landscapes as well. Uh, this is just a fantastic sequel to what is a really, really strong PlayStation franchise. Uh, I adore this game. I love hunting. I love doing all the stuff. Um, everything in this game was fire except for the racing that we just saw and and we can debate on whether or not the board what is it, game, the little, the little board game. Oh, machine strike. Yeah. Machine strike. I we mean, can debate we, it. I will no say debate. I grew it's to, I grew to kind game. of fuck with machine strike. I am not going to lie, oh, but no. uh, that's yeah. the yeah, Stockholm syndrome of having to do the platinum. Um, maybe I'm okay. Oh, here's the thing though. Cause I had to do the melee pits too. And at sure. a certain point, those oh. did break me. <laughs> Let me talk about the melee. You pits. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There were problems, but I love this game. Yeah. A great game. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this year shakes out for year-end awards, right? It was just going to be a bridesmaid on every category it comes up in or where it shakes out. Uh, but a great time. And, yeah, I think it is 
a lot of times when we discuss 2022, uh, maybe not right now because we've been doing it so much, but in the buildup to it, I do think it's one that maybe started sliding under the radar a bit, you know, falling down the list a bit. But uh, Horizon Forbidden West, a game uh, I had a great time with, and I need to get back to Platinum, and I've known that for a while. It's just been a very busy year for games, and I'm hoping it slows down enough for me to go back and knock those out and get there because, yeah, I, I truly did love it. It's like when I think of my actual knocks, and I'm not going to spoil it, but my actual, because there is a kind of funny spoiler cast up as a PS I Love You, by the way, if you ever want to go see this. Uh, my actual knock ride is like like the straight up ending. Yeah. That is just like to be continued. I was like, I fucking hate that shit. Like, tell your, tell me a story here. Give me breadcrumbs for the rest. Don't have it be the, oh, well, that's the fucking thing. Uh, okay, that's what we're doing next. Yeah. On the next Horizon. On the next right? Horizon yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, I like I it's funny because um I feel like my feelings on Horizon Forbidden West reflect the fan base's feelings in 2017 where like, you know, I picked up that game. I picked up the original uh, Zero Dawn in 2017, played like 8 hours or something like that, and then Breath of the Wild comes out and I'm like, "All right, sayonara. I'm going to play this game." And I played a whole lot of other games in 2017, and I was like, "Horizon, I don't know, man. It seems fine." And then I went back to it years later and I was like, "Actually, no. This game is actually pretty good. I really enjoy this." Whereas the, this time around, you know, I reviewed Horizon Forbidden West for KF and I gave it a 5 out of 5. And like, I'm still like, "Yo, that game was fucking awesome." But th- as the year has gone, the conversation has died down so much where I'm like, "Oh, is this how y'all felt?" Because like, I'm like, "Yo, y'all, y'all remember Horizon Forbidden West?" And people are like, "I don't know, man. I played Elden Ring and God of War and other games and granted like those other games are very very good games so I understand how that kind of gets lost in the shuffle but it's one that I think did um, improve so much over the first one right when you're talking about uh, the fidelity right with the PS5 brought to the table when you're talking about them I think thinking about the open world more and figuring out how to design an open world that is more engaging to explore I really love the old world ruins that were just hey here's an old hotel that existed in the old world here's now solve a puzzle around it to get figure out how to get the thing inside of it that stuff I thought brought it um certain areas that were like hey here's this famous city or here's this other area it's like whoa y'all really killed it design wise in terms of how these places look you know we streamed it on and i won't give away too many spoilers this is the fucking key art of course uh when we streamed it on day one it was with uh, my later save or whatever because you could and it was one of those things where we were out there fucking around on the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm. And at some point, we mentioned Alcatraz. And I think Mike was like, well, it's not like there'd be something out me. there. I'm like, no, oh, I, was, you? I think I was joking around how, like, you know, I think we got into, like, the Breath of the Wild or Elden Ring comparisons. Where yeah. I was like, man, if this is Breath of the Wild, there'd be an Alcatraz thing and there'd be a Korok seed on it. It'd be, it'd be awesome. Yeah. And then you go there and you find a message. Swam out, like, you know, oriented myself off of the bridge and where I swam out there. And, yeah, you find a message out there about Alcatraz. Like, that's yeah. cool. Like, that's hell dope. Yeah. That's, like, that's yeah. what I'm talking about That's right what you there. want out of these kind of games, right? Exactly. And I think Horizon. Forbidden West was a step closer for them to fully realize like oh no we can actually make it uh, a really engaging open world and I think yeah. they succeeded with it and yeah I'm with you that the ending the ending was is probably one of my main critiques along with um there are certain characters that I still I'm like oh, these guys did not belong in the video game <laughs> like these guys are from a different game but uh, for me those things are a bit few and far between like, I think I think overall um Horizon Forbidden West I'd say was fantastic and it's the thing that fully got me into the world Barrett I don't think it's going to be a shock, but what's number one on our list of the best of PlayStation 5 Phase 1? So our last few entries, right, all within points of each other, right, we jump up to number one, a unanimous 30 points, getting 10 points from each of you, being your number one from every single one of you. No surprise here, the number one best Phase 1 PlayStation 5 game is God of War Ragnarok. Recency bias, am I right, guys? We'll look back Ooh. in five years and be like, we were Get so some creativity. Wrong. You know what I mean? God, I, I hope that there's. I mean, well, not for this, but like, because we won't be wrong, because this is very correct. Um, but I would love for there to be a game that's clearly better than this on the PS5. Because yeah. 
that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, God of War Ragnarok, man. What a masterpiece. Uh, of course, we have our spoiler cast coming up with a game director, Eric Williams, that will post his PSI Love You XOXO on Monday, November 21st. Of course, if you haven't beaten God of War Ragnarok, don't worry. It's not milk in your fridge. It won't spoil. It'll be there when you're ready for it. Uh, but that's where we'll go through and tear everything apart. We have a million questions from you. We had a million questions. Just a great podcast with an hour and a half, I think it was, of going through it. But, man... Uh, you know, I moved on and played uh, Midnight Suns for work this week. Uh, obviously getting ready to pivot, hopefully, to well, Thanksgiving break, but then hopefully Callisto, uh, a couple other different things. Pokemon's coming down the pipe. I can't wait to get back to God of War Ragnarok. And that's as somebody who's beat Same. it, who's trying to platinum it. And, you know, I, I have a whole bunch of things with, like, you know, it's like, get eight of these, do 12 of these, and I'm down to, like, one on each of them. Like, I'm excited to get back to those things and finish that off and just explore this world. It continues to be a game that outside of the fantastic story, the amazing graphics, I just love playing it. I still love getting into combat with everybody. I still love the lore they are dropping in casual conversations. Uh, it's something we talked about in the spoiler cast. Uh, I love the fact that the conversations post credits with other characters act as a spoiler cast. They are literally calling things out of like, did you notice in our the blah, blah, blah. And they're like referencing things that I've talked to Barrett about in the car, but the game itself is pointing out in case you had a question as a player that you finished this and you're like, wait, what happened back there? They bring that up and they do that. Uh, I love God of War. Uh, I mean, what a game. Janet? Yeah, this is an incredibly special game. Uh, and it's funny that you bring up the the joke about the recency bias thing. Um, well, one when it when something hits this hard you just know like yeah. i i have no doubt that i'm going to be talking and thinking about this game for years um it's so fantastic i i think what i love the most about god of war ragnarok is how well it executes so many motifs that i think we've seen before in games you know it's funny having like horizon as number two because i think in a weird way they hit on a lot of similar kind of mechanical motifs, not, not mechanical motifs, but like uh, story trappings or like plot trappings in a way, but they do it so much better. Like everything this game does is done so well in terms of how characters interact with each other, how those relationships get fleshed out um, and the ways that they dig into side character moments that you can kind of, you know, do via side quest or you can do things also in, not, I wouldn't say in a different order because it's not like necessarily that open, so linear game, but I'm watching Isaiah play through it now and he like did a side quest that I did later and I think about like the context in which he didn't and which in which I did and how that kind of differs and the how the flavoring slightly like changed for that reason um and this is just such a beautiful game and I think the beauty really does enhance the experience on a level that's deeper than it looks really good like there are moments of this game there's like a moment in this game that I looked at it. I like saw what I was looking at and it was so beautiful. I was almost moved to tears. Like that's the kind of, I don't, I don't know if that's ever happened to me in a video game. Um, and I've been playing video games since I was five. So I, I can't say enough great things about this title. Um, it's one that I genuinely after playing, and I mentioned this when we did our um, questions episode on PS, I love you, but I finished it and I got so excited about the release and about other people playing it. Like, which again, I, and I think I mentioned this here. I'm like, it's funny. Cause I'm not like part of the team. Like I didn't, I didn't work on this game, but I'm like, can't wait till everyone gets their hands on God of War. But I really did feel that way because it just, I want to talk about it. I want to see other people experience it. Like I am obsessed with it um, in such a deep, way um and it really earned that from me i think uh as a piece but yeah plus 
Yeah, I think the, the game speaks for itself in so many manners, right? Where, like, I think when you're talking about just the cinematic presentation and how, you know, there are so many games that go for that, right? So many third-person action, action games with cutscenes that are, you know, going for fidelity, going for uh, telling a story that's engaging and all that stuff. I think God of War Ragnarok kind of shows that uh, Sony Santa Monica can be a, a masterclass in doing that sort of thing. And, yeah, like, scene for scene, I think it was God of War 2018 when we were talking about it uh, in our re-review. Where Janet mentioned that, like, the, the drama is thick. And that's how I felt throughout this whole game, where I'm like, yo, the drama is, like, it's there, man. Like, I'm in it for every every cutscene to figure out, like, what's going on next, right? And I think the scope displayed in God of War Ragnarok, the way that they've upped themselves from 2018 is stuff that still impresses me. Uh, so the surprises that happen, uh, the, the way in which they build that Norse world that at times had me, uh, reminded me of watching Harry Potter as a kid and going, man, this feels like, th this world feels like there's so much more there to explore. Like, I can't, I can't believe the places this goes. Uh, it's one that I think, you know, it easily cements itself at the top of this list. It is one though when you're talking about recency bias. Like I do have the thing in the back of my head of like, do I calm down on it over a while? Because it, it, this it brings me back to a conversation I had with Tim about like game of the year, but then also what people come to uh, video games for, right? And yeah. probably where it's where it's, where it's going to land in my top five overall in game of the year. And it's that thing of you know story versus gameplay and like what. Um, speaks to you more and as i look through this list you know when i meant to bring it up when i was talking about returnal that like returnal i think still is the most fun i've had playing a game on the ps5 right but i think three what's the men's god of war ragnarok is that it's the fullest package in terms of the story <clears throat> the story is incredible the characters are there the fidelity wise the visuals are there the art style is there and then the gameplay still is very fun um but yeah like god of war ragnarok is incredible so congratulations congratulations God of War Ragnarok, you are the number one game on PS5 Phase 1's rankings, according to PS5 UXOXO, on uh, Thursday, November 17th, 2022. Uh, again, your final rankings look like this. Number one, God of War Ragnarok, and the spoiler cast goes live Monday. Uh, YouTube.com slash kindoffunny. Podcast services around the globe. Number two, Horizon Forbidden West. Number three, Returnal. Number four, Astro's Playroom. Number five, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number six, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Number seven, The Last of Us Part 1. Number eight, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Number nine, Demon Souls. Or no, Demon Soul. And uh, number 10, Gran Turismo 7, Demon Souls. Uh, it's, it's always been a confusing one. I remember from the day one, back in the day on the PS3, when we got that review and it was confusing. Uh, of course, that's where we are now. 2023 will bring a new crop of PlayStation 5 games to critique and argue about, and we will be there to do it. But I would for love for Jim Ryan to come out and do the Kevin Feige thing of like, now here are all these titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of do it. Uh, Ryan Povala Higgins did say in the chat, get Blessing and uh, Tim to review this list. On an episode of the shit list. Oh, that's pretty good. That, that's that's good pretty one. good for the that's Patreon thing. Uh, but for now, I don't want to talk about the shit list. I want to talk about this week in PlayStation Bless. Uh, speaking of God of War, of course, God of War Ragnarok is another critical success. So let's talk about where does Sony Santa Monica go from here. There's two news stories in one. Let's start off with the Game Awards 2022 because we've got our nominations. And, of course, God of War Ragnarok is leading the pack with 10 awards nods. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Jeff Keighley has announced every nominee for the Game Awards 2022, with God of War Ragnarok and Elden Ring leading the way with 10 and 7 nominations, respectively. God of War Ragnarok's nominations include Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, oh no, what's happening, this is how the dock is moving, I've lost myself, uh, Best Narrative, Best Art Direction, Best Score, and Music, and music. Oh, Best, no, what's happening? <laughs> Best Audio Design, was that you that added a comment? I put uh, a comment inside, I didn't think, I, I didn't think gotcha, it was gotcha, gotcha. So uh, Two in Best Performance, Best Action Slash Adventure, and Innovation and Accessibility. Uh, Elden Ring's 
saw a number of similar nominations, including Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Art Direction, Best Score, and Best Music, Best Audio Design, and Best RPG. But I do want to keep this conversation on God of War Ragnarok because we also got a story about how Sony's God of War studio has a lot of different things in the works. Uh, I'm reading from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Sony Santa Monica Studio may have just shipped God of War Ragnarok, but it seemingly has no plans to slow down thanks to multiple projects in the works. Speaking to the Los Angeles Times, so, uh, Santa Monica's creative director, Corey Barlog, said the studio is currently spread out on a lot of different things, presumably including the project he moved to after leaving God of War. It's unclear exactly what these projects are, however, as Barlog refused to give anything away. Classic. Janet, Greg, <laughs> after you just put out a critical masterpiece like god of war ragnarok where do you go from here hopefully on vacation but also i think <laughs> i mean it's tough because i'm like there's so, i mean they already announced this is the end of the norse saga um that said i think there's plenty of space for more god of war but i also you know honestly you know i'm always team new again like i had god of war ragnarok this is fantastic it's great i could eat up more god of war because it seems like they really know how to, I think, execute on storytelling, on gameplay, on the idea of um, of narrative follow through, I think, um, on just having this be this two piece saga that really fits together super well. Um, I'm really impressed by that. And I, I trust whatever they have next. Um, but I would I would love to see something new because I just always enjoy new IP and new projects coming out. And I'd be curious to see what a title from them looks like without the trappings that we're used to with God of War. I think even again, 2018 Ragnarok, if you've been playing God of War for like all of its entirety, there are so many staples um, in, in the mechanics and attitude in, you know, the chests and the pickups and all of that. Um, and, and that's nothing's wrong with that. It's a franchise. You expect that to be there, but I'm like, what if we broke out of all of that and what new things could crop up from that? So I, that's personally what I would love to see, but I'll take whatever they're putting out at this point. Like I'm all in. Yeah, it's the same thing as always where, and this is, I'll get there in a second, I guess. I want them to make what they want to make. I, I'm here, you know, I get to be the consumer on this and that usually leads to, you know, being fans of developers and studios and seeing what they make and what they're passionate about and being part of that. And we've seen it time and time again where it's like, oh, I, w I wasn't expecting that from them. I'm going to wait and see and then you like it or you, maybe you don't, but whatever. For Sony Santa Monica at this point with the team they have now with the... Uh, awards and accolades they've garnered and gathered the people they've brought in probably since not only 2018's God of War that they brought in during Ragnarok to work on whatever comes next like I'm just stoked for whatever it is I I, I do not need it to be another God of War I you know no spoilers I definitely think there's plenty yeah. to talk about and plenty of places to go and a very interesting final line before credits or whatever but like I don't need that from them right now. And in fact, I honestly would probably, if I had to pick, I guess, tell them to go make something new. Cause I think one of the reasons 2018 hit so hard was the fact that it had been a bit and this was a completely different look. And I think that would go really far if we were to get a trailer in the future at some PSX and we don't know what it is. And it, Sony Santa Monica logo, like, wait, wait, is this going to be it? And then it is similar to the 2018 or the first trailer for God of War 2018, right? You don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. And then Kratos steps out like mm -hmm. something like that again to set up whatever the next one's going to be, wherever it might be. That could be that would be, you know, bring the house down kind of shit. And so I'm excited to see what they want to make next. And I want to see where they go with it. But I'm I'm in no matter where Sony Sandbox wants to go. I'm in. Yeah, I often think about the Game Awards trailer from, a, I guess, a decade ago now, where, Jesus. 
you know, we get the Naughty Dog logo and mm. we associate Naughty Dog with Uncharted, but then it's something else, right? And it turns out to be the last of us. They just put out like, last or Uncharted three too at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like how much of a pop uh, that was, right? Like that's a moment that 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 I think about a lot when I think about uh, video game announcements. And I think Sony Santa Monica having that moment could be really cool, right? If we do get to uh, the next PlayStation Showcase or the next Game Awards or whatever it is, and it is. Oh, Sony Santa Monica? I wonder what this is going to be. Is it DLC or something? And it's just a character we've never seen before and a premise we've never seen. They're in space or, like, they're underwater <laughs> and it's Namor. Like, I don't know. Like, it's something <laughs> crazy, right? Like, yeah. I think that could be so exciting just because we know the talent that is uh, Sony Santa Monica now. And I think seeing that applied to something different uh, would be really awesome. I would like to see. I, there's the... The job listings and the rumors about how they're uh, working on another fantasy uh, game, right? And I, right now, it's very much an unknown in terms of, is it more God of War? Is it, like, God of War DLC? Was it God of War Ragnarok? Is it, like, you know, a new IP? Um, you know, we have no idea. But I would want something for, from them that is less fantasy and more... You know, what is the last list to their Uncharted? What is the fallout to their Skyrim? You know, what is the... Maybe not the Cyberpunk <laughs> to their Witcher. But you get what I mean in that instance of, like... What is the ping pong back and forth that you're going to create here that is going to continue to cement you as a studio that, you know, you don't just make great God of Wars. Now you just make great whatever games you want to make. 100%. Um, that's what I want to see. Now it's time for PlayStation Picks, where picks, we picks. go through and talk about the games that have come out this week. And sometimes the game that each of us have been playing. Uh, the drop this week looks like this. You're getting Evil for PS5 and PS4 on November 15th. You say Evil! Evil! Uh, Tina, is that that's SpongeBob, right? Yeah, it's a oh, yeah, SpongeBob yeah. reference. Uh, you're getting TMNT, Shredder's Revenge uh, for PS5, Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Dana for PS5, Call of Duty Warzone 2 for PS5, PS4, Goat Simulator 3 for PS5, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales for PC, and then the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in, in Me uh, for PS5 and please PS4. Be God. Yeah, I mean, even please be fine. I, I like these double-A, like... Seven no, out no, of I got 10 it in my draft. This needs to bring <laughs> oh, it, okay? Yeah, I see, I see, we I thought see. you just meant as a like, fan. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Dude. super massive. I know you already made the game because it's coming out in like 10 seconds, but like this needs to be your magnum opus, okay? Like you and me, we've had our differences, but you know I've always been there. Come through, and if this could execute on the level of at least, um, what's the the last one they did with the quarry? Quarry. Quarry. If this could be at the quarry level, I would I would take that as a big W. Dude, uh, I don't if it's think at it'll the quarry level, I'll be blown anthology, away. But I'll be blown away if it's at the Quarry level, because remember, that was the whole thing with Quarry was the 2K game where they just had to worry about this. This is the Bandai yes. Namco series where it's, I feel exactly. like they they've been rushing out. them out, or they I feel like they started rushing them out and then got into, I really liked the one before House of Ashes, right? That was my favorite one. So I'm hopeful that, you know, I think they have gone up in quality every time, and I'm hoping this one, yeah, is their best one Let so far. But if it's Quarry quality, I'd be like, what the fuck? I think the premise of this one is great, and that's the thing that already has me excited, where if it is... Like, honestly, if it's the same quality as any of the Dark Pictures games that, that have come out, but you're giving me this really cool premise, yeah, what the f Oh, thank God. I thought that was a character for a second. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> we spoke too soon. I, I, I had the same <laughs> thought. I was like, the fidelity really dropped off in this one scene. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, even all um, uh, bias investment aside, I always hope these games will be good. And I do like that premise that you're talking about, Bless, of it kind of being like the torture house like saw basically yeah, yeah like, like yeah that's the, that's the type of shit i love but it's, let me tell you it's not going to be any directive 8020 you see this janet directive 8020 that's the game that's coming after this no. game that was reported. no i forgot i'm getting tired of like living this life i got too looped into the studio and now i'm stuck with like they're putting out shit too fast and like i'm such I only a fan kind of like all of it a little bit and I'm just like overwhelmed by them. The fact um, that this is the third game, man. This is the third game they're putting out go. in game the last the 
the third game they're putting out in what the last thirteen months, the last fourteen months. Mm-hmm. What are they drinking over there? <laughs> like, how do they do that? That's crazy. Hey man, I I, I love it because they're like, we are making. There's no longer a show Tales from the Crypt. Will be Tales from the Crypt as a game, and we'll just keep clank, cranking it out. Hell yeah! Honestly, House of Ashes, I that might have been. I don't know if I want to say it's my favorite of the. I think it might have been my favorite of Dark Pictures actually so far. So Agreed. at least from a personal standpoint, I do think they're skewing up. House of Ashes, I wasn't all the way in on until I finished it, and then I was like, oh, they took it to some like really saucy places. But we'll see. This is the fourth one. We'll see what happens. This is the fourth. Yeah. I Dark believe. Pictures? Yeah, Man of Medan. Uh, Little Hope. Little Hope. Oh, House of Ashes. Yeah, gotcha. Devil inside me. God damn, they're. Do- I can't believe they're doing the damn thing because they announced this plan. At the beginning, and you're like, no fucking. There's way. no way you're putting out these many no games, way. like mm-hmm. a game a year. No, you're not doing it, and they're doing it. So it's fucking. What go. are we gonna do without the curator in our lives? Oh, he's not going anywhere. Don't worry. You think he's coming back for season two? You don't think they replace him with not a new chance. curator? Not a chance. No way. They're keeping him running. There, you got the trailer out for the new one. Oh, the music too. I the love theme him. Music. His little like he he like walks around with that little candlestick. It's, yeah. a, it's a holiday whenever a new Dark Pictures game comes out. Yeah. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, it's that time of the year. Let's fucking go. Put on the music. Bring me the curator. Let's make some decisions. Some bad ones. Ladies and gentlemen, make a good decision to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, where, of course, you can get each and every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ad-free. You could get 38 bonus content episodes. Yeah, so it kind of works on uh, each and every month. And, of course, you can watch live like Madeline is, like Keegan is, like Anthony are, as we record the show right here and now. Uh, if you have no bucks tossed our way, it's no big deal. Of course, you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe each and every week to get a brand spanking new episode you'll have to listen to ads you won't be a patreon producer you won't get the cool things like t-shirts and stickers and everything we do on patreon but you'll still have a good time remember of course if you want to go that extra mile use the epic games code kind of funny when you are checking out on the epic game store or playing Fortnite on your old playstation 5 you want to buy some v bucks you put it in there you download something for free in rocket league or whatever you put it in there and it helps us out and it's all great uh of course that is one of the things you could do there's always more including getting ready for monday that's right this monday this very monday monday thanksgiving monday, week monday, monday a brand new spoiler cast eric williams the game director on god of war ragnarok joins us to talk about everything atreus kratos you name it it was a great episode but for now we have to go so until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you